Well, as we mentioned, happy Mother's Day. I'm embroidered in our mother, the spiritual mother, Mary. And today we celebrate an important day, which is to honor mothers. How fitting that this is at a time when motherhood is being challenged and denied, even um, vilely protested. I don't know if you saw the videos of what happened at old St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City as there was disruption of mass, the liturgical uh, services and the chanting loud, quietly outnumbered uh, anybody else for the uh, thank God for abortion. And these were the chants coming from the people. And before letting our emotions, as I often do, take the best of us. It was interesting because as I read the Office of Readings this morning, there in the Office of Readings, it talks about Jesus's words of, if you don't love the truth, it means you don't know the truth. And so we need to pray for those who don't love the truth simply because they don't know it. It's like when Jesus praying for his executioners, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And so today, my hope is to help you know the truth on what is a mother. The beauty of Mother's Day. Now, we all know to get to heaven, we need to be holy. We know this. And that comes from living a life of virtue. But to grow in virtue, you must face challenges. It's quite well known physically and spiritually that we only grow through resistance. It's like weightlifting. When I was home, the doctors told me I had to do exercises for my mom. So there were exercises of her trying to lift her hands and her arms and 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 then the doctor said but you need to put resistance training she needs to build some muscle i was thinking god bless her 80 some years old and she's building muscle but we gave her these little soup cans and so that she could lift the soup cans to get resistance and she was like i can't i can't i was like mom you can you can it's re it's building through resistance and that's what it does. Now, the problem is our culture now focuses on the individual with everything now on demand so that comfort is king. There is no penance anymore. Our society wants there to be no challenges, no difficulties, no resistance. But all of that changes when a woman becomes a mother. All of it. Now her body changes from thin and sleek and shapely to more round and full, all right? It's transformed to be a provider. This is a beautiful thing. Everything she does now is not for herself at all, but for a helpless little other person. This is true love. This is true love. Love, as you've heard me say before, is not an emotion. 
not just an emotion. Of course, it involves emotions, but it's not just an emotion. You've heard me say many times, love is an act of the will, a decision. How do you think that mother feels or the father at two o'clock in the morning when they got to get up in four hours to go to work and that baby's crying because its diaper needs to be changed? I've always said before, no mom wants to get up at two in the morning and say, yippee, I'm so excited I get to change a diaper. No, emotions are not it. It was the act of the will that she did change that diaper so the child could rest in cleanliness and peace that is true love. She made that decision. It's not just an emotion. Like I said, there are, for a mother, there are no raises, no promotions, and really, many times, not even any acknowledgement. Many mothers are single mothers, been abandoned by the father. She is focused not only on herself, but on that child. Sometimes, many times, the spouse as well. This is the definition of no greater love hath a person than to lay down their life for another. That is a mother. It's beautiful. She lies down her life for this other, sometimes literally. We hear those stories in the hospitals of mothers who had to choose between the, the life of their child and themselves and chose the life of their child. Wow. But at least daily, they have to with their spouse and children in patience. You know, I, it's funny because I was, this happens a lot on the flights when I, I was just flying back uh, Friday and um, there were uh, two brother and a sister, little toddlers in front of me. And I was trying to get my work done and it was a scream fest the entire flight. And, and it's funny because I always catch myself in this and, and oh, I'm frustrated. I got to get this done. I got to get the script written. I got to get this done. And I couldn't because the, as I said, the, the, the screaming. And at first, as I always do, I thanked God for my vocation, right? So that, uh, that you know, I'm like, I, Lord, I don't know if I would have the patience for that. But I realize now I have it easier. And, and it's funny because what a beautiful vocation it was to have those children. Um, the endless patience of being a mom is really something that is going to be rewarded in heaven. That's why we have the greatest example of our mother Mary. And in the month of May now, we're going to be doing a May crowning right after this homily. We're just going to crown our blessed mother. So oftentimes, the mom, she gives up career, education, free time, friend time, um, for the vocation to nurture. This is our mom's. Most of the days are thankless, as we said, instilled rather with a lot of frustration. Um, days can become wrought with arguments with the spouse and the children. Crosses. But you know what? These crosses are what gets you to heaven. There is no more beautiful way that I can think of to get to heaven than a mother. She nurtured. She gives life. She loves with endless patience. How better way to imitate Mary? How better way to imitate really God himself? You know, I think of all the times I was growing up. I've, I, I look back now and I had some arguments with my mom over the little things. And 
then my mom, as you know, fell, fell down the stairs. And I remember walking into the hospital and seeing her. Her whole face was crushed. And how she survived is just a, a grace of God. And I remember looking at her and I saw her and everything changed. I, I began to think back to the times, you know, where I had um, these arguments with her and looking back and thinking how petty that is. I started rather thinking of the time she took care of me and provided for me. I think way, maybe a couple of years ago, I told the story when, when I was in high school and, and I was, I'd come home from a date, my mom would wait up for me. And she would always have the excuse that there was some really good movie on TV. And, and she would say, oh, I, I really want to watch this movie. It would be some B film from the 1960s that was really horrible. And I'd be like, mom, don't wait up for me. And I wanted to be this kind of adult and, and I don't want you waiting up for me. And God bless my mom. So she didn't after that. And then when I would come home from college, and I'd be out and I would come home on a date or something. I kind of missed her being there. I missed her not being up. So let us never push our moms away because we never know when we won't have them anymore. And that is the beauty of our mother, Mary. You know, some don't grow up with a biological mom. We have one of our priests here, Father Thaddeus, that his biological mom passed when he was only two. He never knew her, but he knew growing up that God had given him a mother, Mother Mary, and she took the place of his mother. Now, not totally because we know his mom's praying for him in heaven. But these are the beautiful gifts that we have in our mother. So let's cherish these times that we have. And so to finish, let's fill this day Let's fill, there's so much to talk about today. I mentioned the election in the Philippines. I mentioned the unrest over Roe v. Wade. But let's, let's take today to focus this day on thanksgiving and gratitude for our mothers, both biological and spiritual. You know, there's a lot of examples of moms that aren't even biological. They have adopted and they've become the mother. This is powerful. You know, let us give thanks as we said for Mary, as I just mentioned, the beautiful spiritual mother. You know, Jesus gave Mary to John on the cross, and it was as a spiritual mother, not to be his mother. Well, you know, Father, he was the youngest apostle, and he was immature, and he needed a mom to cook and clean for him. You know why we know that's not true? You know why we know that Jesus gave John Mary as his spiritual mother and not to be his role of mom on earth to cook and clean and all that? You know why we know that's not true? Turn to the Gospel of Matthew. You know why? Because John's biological mother was right next to him at the foot of the cross. There is no way the mother of the sons of Zebedee. James and John were the sons of Zebedee. And it says the mother of the sons of Zebedee was there. That means John's biological mom was right there. There was no way Jesus would insult her and say, you know, I don't care that your real mom is here. I'm going to give you my mother, Mary, because she could do a better job of cooking and cleaning and taking care of you. No, he gave her as a spiritual mother. This is why she says it. And the euphemism for take her into your home 
means take her into your heart. This is what we are to do. John already had a natural mother. Now he was given a spiritual mother. So let us give thanks to God for that. You know, the key to get to heaven is grace. And Jesus told St. Faustina that in order to get grace, you need a vessel to get it. It's kind of like if, if you go out in the rain and, and let's say you're, you're out in the, in the woods and you're thirsting to death, you have no water, all of a sudden it starts pouring rain. You got to have a vessel to catch it. And Jesus says, I'm going to pour all this grace upon you, but you need a vessel to catch it. You know what that one vessel is, he told St. Faustina? Trust. And what is trust? Trust is accepting the help that someone offers you. You want to know the only way to get to heaven, of course, love, but love is built on trust. And so Jesus said, we need to have trust to receive these graces. You want to get to heaven? I do. We need grace. And to get grace, we need trust. And trust is accepting the help someone offers you. So please don't deny the help God gave you in your biological mother and your spiritual mother, Mary. If you haven't talked to your mom, your biological mom, give her a call today. If you haven't seen your biological mom, go visit her today. If your biological mom, you don't know her, you never knew her, or she's passed away, pray for her today. And then at the same time, ask the gift of your spiritual mother. When you do those two things, accept the help of your biological mom, even if she's not with you, and the help of your spiritual mom, you are trusting, and that means you can now receive the grace God wants to give you. Trust is just accepting the help somebody offers you. This is beautiful. And so this is it. This is the gift. So <clears throat> what we have in our mother is the ultimate gift and an opportunity for us to trust. So if, like I said, we have this opportunity, let us on this day use it. And let us not forget our fathers as well. I should finish with this. Together with the mother, they give life. And we'll be celebrating fathers next month. You know, as I said before, the family, that's why the family is a mirror of the Trinity. You've heard me say this, the, the Trinity, in order to have love, you have the father, the lover, you have the son, the, 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 the beloved, and the love between them is so great that from it comes the third person, the Holy Spirit. This is the family. You have the husband, the lover, you have the wife, the beloved, she receives that love. And from it comes a third person, the child. You know, this is the basis of our faith. It's the family that is the basis of society. And you know, the mother, why is her role is to receive that love. She receives that love. And then what does she do when she receives it? She gives life. The father gives that love. The mother receives that love, even physically. The father gives it in the seed. The mom receives it in the womb, and then it gives life. This is the basis of why we defend it. This is the dignity of the human person. <clears throat> and this is what we don't always understand. The man, like I said, provides that seed. She takes it in. She forms it. She nurtures it into new life. Two men can't do this. Two women can't do this. 
Only a man can give that life-giving seed and only the woman can receive it. This is the whole basis of our understanding of Christian and Catholic teaching. The man, the woman, they come together. Thank your mother on earth for giving you life like that. You know, the female is the pinnacle of God's creation. Look at Mother Mary. When I go into the office of the doctor and they have the schematics of the internal of the men and the women, it's kind of funny. I look at the man, it's like, okay, he's pretty basic. Then you look at the woman, it's like, man, God spent a lot more time on that. She's got so much more there. Why? Because she, she generates that life. You know, that's why the priest is male. The priest, not only in persona Christi, because Jesus was a man, we can't change that. And the priest is in the person of Christ here, offering the sacrifice to the Father. But do you know the other reason why the priest is a male? Yes, because he's Christ, but because he gives that life-giving seed from the altar. The mother doesn't give the seed. She receives it. The priest at that altar gives that seed that life-giving seed from the altar. But the church, which is feminine, is the bride. And the mother church, she receives that. So that's why the priest is male. He gives that seed from the altar. And the church is female. She receives it. The church receives that seed and then gives life. But now it's everlasting life. Not just something that we think is nice. It is something that is life-sustaining. God bless our mothers. And my mom, I love you. And remember the gift that God has given us because our mother is a beautiful example of being like Mary. And God bless all of them. And all of you have been part of our Marian family as we are guided by our mother. Let us now take a quick moment to crown our mother Mary in this month of May, in this May crowning, that we can say thank you to God for the gift of a mother. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.